What's up, guys? It's Shirley, and uh, this this next episode it's a long one. It's it's the longest one so far. So um, in this episode, I talk about uh, VR specifically, AR. Um, I also get into cryptocurrency and how it um, ties into you know gaming specifically, uh, blockchain gaming. I talk a little bit about NFTs um, and touch a little bit on the metaverse as well. Um, and this is specifically, uh, so currently I am developing, uh, or I'm actually participating in a challenge by, um, by Niantic that is the developers of Pokemon Go. And it's a winter challenge that is, um, happening on the 19th. That's when we have to submit our, uh, uh, submissions, which are applications using their technology. And so I wanted to talk about everything that I talk about in this episode because of, uh, what I am currently doing right now, which is using their technology, using their software, which is fantastic. Um, and trying to create my own application, um, based on, you know, a lot of the research, the things that I've seen, things that I've seen in the past, the things that I'm currently seeing and the things that I think are going to be really important in the future. So if you're interested in any of this, um, this is definitely the episode for you. I drop a lot of nuggets, a lot of resources, um, you know, to build augmented reality, uh, experiences or to just experience them yourself. I talk a lot about different platforms, even ways to earn crypto and earn profit from playing games. And actually at the end of this episode, if you stay tuned, if you stay long enough, there is a game um, that I suggest where you can actually earn crypto and earn real money just from playing. So if that's something that interests you, stay tuned. If not, there's a bunch of nuggets throughout um, and I'll make sure to make uh, to list those in the show notes as well. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Let's talk about AR, augmented reality, um, which has completely just taken over my life in the past few months, um, which I actually was introduced to extended reality, um, which encompasses augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality. And um, a lot of us are familiar with augmented reality, even though we may not know it. So Augmented reality is what you see on Snapchat. It's the filters that you use, right? It's the little faces and the little cat ears and fox noses and all of those, um, all of those filters. Um, and if you're familiar with Pokemon Go, that is an AR game that is a phenomenon. Um, and you know, it, it completely took over. I remember here in my hometown, um, my local community, you would see people just walking downtown and it, it packed in you know I live in a smaller town so that was not normal and and just walking in you know the sidewalk and ditches and <laughs> catching Pokemon um, which I will get more into that because I'm actually doing a challenge that is with Niantic um, they put out a software specifically for developers to use their technology, the same software that developed Pokemon Go. So it's really exciting um, and I'll get more into that. But before I do, I wanted to 
talk about how I even got in with, you know, into AR. Um, and so for me, it started back in March. Uh, I think it was March. That's when I got my uh, VR headset, which was the Oculus Quest, uh, the Quest 2. And I'd never used virtual reality before. I've always, I had always seen it. I'd always heard about it. Um, as a matter of fact, I, <laughs> on one of, many of the, one of the many side jobs and side hustles that I've done, um, one of them was uh, working for events. And I had the opportunity to go to a GameStop. Was it a GameStop? I think it was a GameStop event. And so basically it was a closed event that was exclusively for like store managers. Um, It was in Nashville. And so it was closed to the public. Um, But because I was working the event, I had access. And I was actually working a Pokemon booth. That's funny. I I was in a Pikachu costume now that I think about it. It was, uh, it was like a whole thing. You like you, I got in the costume and then it was powered with like this air pump. So it it was inflated and you, you you couldn't see me at all. Um, and then there was people just coming up and like hugging and taking pictures with me. And it was me and another girl and we switched out and it was, oh gosh, I, I might, I might post some, uh, I, I don't know if I posted on Instagram or on socials, but I think I might after this episode anyway um but yeah so I was in a Pokemon booth and then they had uh some VR stations I can't remember what headsets they were it it, it wasn't um Oculus though it was something else and so maybe it was HTC or Vive or something well HTC is Vive but anyway like the majority of VR headsets for the past couple years have all been these really high-tech, really expensive headsets. Um, and I, I couldn't afford them. And like most people can't, right? That's one of the things about virtual reality is that not everyone has access to it. And so finally, um, you know, Oculus came out with the Quest and then the Quest 2. And the Quest 2 is completely wireless. Uh, and that's and, and the price point is more feasible, which, uh, you know, it's still a little high, but it's $300, which is much less than the standards, you know, like $800, $800 plus, right? Um, and so that's really what attracted me to uh, buying the Quest was because of, um, first of all, wireless. I don't like being plugged in. Uh, I will break, rip it out. It won't work for me. Um, and then the price point. And so anyway, I got it. Um, and basically I, my friend, I actually like asked her, I was like, Oh, should I do it? Like, mm, it's kind of, I guess it's an investment. She's like, just do it. I was like, all right, fine. I'll use it for testing purposes, just to experiment. Uh, and, and th- that's exactly what happened. So I got the, I got the quest and, um, you know, whatever, started using it. Uh, my, my whole family, like, basically went through the welcome and it was really cool and really exciting. Um, and then I started just experimenting with different games and such. And and personally, I'm not a huge gamer. Like I never really have been, um, you know, like my, the last games I've played were like Mario party, Mario Kart, Sonic, Mario. That's it. I'm boring. So, and super smash. That's it. Um, And so, you know, for me, it was like, okay, cool. I'm not, I know I'm not going to be in here playing a lot of games. Um, 
And then I started working out in VR and that is what hooked me. Like it was, cause I don't like working out. I hate the gym. I will absolutely admit it. Uh, I've never been able to commit to working out because I don't like, <laughs> which is, is completely hilarious. I don't like feeling like I'm working out. And so um, if I'm, if I am burning calories or if I am active, I want to be having fun. So I want to be, if I'm doing that, I want to be hiking. I want to be playing volleyball. I want to be playing basketball. Like I want to be tricked into losing weight or, or working out. I don't, so yeah, the gym is just like, uh, I hate it. Um, and VR did that. VR completely took me into another place. And so I started playing this game called Supernatural, um, which is similar to Beat Saber. Uh, I know there's probably there's probably going to be people on here that love Beat Saber and like, yeah, like I personally, I don't like Beat Saber. It's not my thing. Like, um, sorry, don't hate me. Uh, or do you like, but I don't know. I feel like I'm in a club when I'm in Beat Saber. It's, you know, like the lights and it's all dark and just not for me. I would much rather be out in open spaces. Again, like I love nature. I love being outdoors. And that's what Supernatural did for me. Um, you know, you're on the beach and you're in the mountains and then you're working out with like these lightsaber sword things and you're hitting these targets and then you can work out to classical music and just like, you know, different pop songs from the nineties and the eighties. And then the trainers are really motivating and funny. And it's just really, I, it's, it was uh, something I didn't expect. Um, and then I, I got a great workout, right? Like I was burning over a hundred calories in each session. Um, and that actually like really got me into VR and really got me committed, you know, and then also, uh, just experiencing artwork, uh, animation. Um, there's quill VR, which is incredible. You can literally walk into portraits in augmented reality, or I'm sorry, a virtual reality. Um, and just real quick, let me, so for anyone that's not familiar, let me back up. Um, if you're not familiar with virtual reality and the difference between that and augmented reality, so virtual reality is when you have an actual headset and you are completely immersed with a 360 view, um, and you cannot see the real world, right? Like if you have a headset on, you can't see anything in front of you. Like if somebody comes up behind you, you're you're not going to see them, uh, or in front of you. So you are completely immersed in this virtual world. You can turn around, um, you can see things over over top of you. You can look down beneath you, and it feels like you're literally in this place. Like there's, there was um, a, a piece of animation that I was in, and I was on top of a skyscraper, and you're you can see below the city, and then you look up, and there's the clouds, and it's just so just a different experience for storytelling um, that's never been done before. And it's just, it's amazing. Um, and there's also another company that I really, really loved their stories, um, called Bayabob. And they have some amazing virtual reality, um, short stories, um, and animated shorts that are just completely immersive. And, you know, the, the characters actually react to you. Um, and you can, it's kind of like choose your own ending. So they have different, um, 
they have different stories. The first one that they did was, oh gosh, I can't remember the name now. It's with the rabbit, um, not Bonfire. That was the, one of the latest ones. Um, oh gosh, it's going to kill me. I'm going to have to post it in the show notes. Um, but anyway, it's with a, it's with a bunny and you know, you are in the middle of this like ice lake uh, and these aliens come and so you look down and the bunny's kind of like nestling into your leg and it's just really cute and you almost feel like you want to protect it because the aliens come down. I don't want to ruin it but they come down and you, you know you experience uh, the sound and and the sound coming from behind and then you notice the cues and you look up at the spaceship and it's just really really immersive and it's you would explaining it doesn't do it justice you just have to experience it Uh, and then there are choose your own ending stories which they um, have been doing or one of the latest ones that they did is called bonfire and you actually choose what will happen in the story so kind of like you know the books that we would read or even Netflix has this thing that I didn't know about until my nieces and nephews showed me where you know you uh are able to make those choices and then it changes how what the outcome is um and so anyway there's just a lot of um innovation when it comes to to virtual reality um and augmented reality but um the reason why so I started with virtual reality because I was uh looking into I don't know if I had figured it out at the time but eventually I um, applied for a scholarship, or not a scholarship, a grant that was a summer research grant. And I specifically wanted to do something with extended reality. And I I kept it open because I didn't know if I was going to do augmented reality or virtual reality. But I wanted to attempt to create my own virtual reality app. And um, I very quickly realized how difficult that was. Um, I'm not a coder, I'm not a developer, um, but I am, a, I, I, I've said it before, I'm a creative problem solver. Like I love solving creative problems, right? And, you know, I will go on YouTube and forums and I'll figure, I will figure it out. Um, but with virtual reality, it was just, there was too much when it came to the coding and the development and, and um, also graphics and, and things like that. And so... Um, there weren't a lot of no code solutions. And, um, at the same time, I was also working with the APSU GIS center where I was volunteering because I did end up getting the, uh, the grant. Um, and so part of my grant was that I was going to volunteer at the APSU GIS center. They work with, um, uh, the GIS stands for Geographic Information System. They work with mapping. They work with the firefighters and uh, 911 and emergency. And basically they map out um, the city uh, and they keep it updated for first responders and things of that nature. And they wanted me to create, help them create a virtual reality uh, app for them to, of the campus. And so I did that. And then that's how I discovered like, oh gosh, this is a lot more complicated um, that I had initially thought, but I ended up figuring it out, um, not using, I, I essentially, I, first I was going to use unity. That's, um, one of the game engines it's, uh, that you could create virtual reality apps and augmented reality, and even just standard 
um, games for you know mobile desktop just like unreal engine unreal engine is a little bit more sophisticated so unity is um, a lot more user-friendly and so that's what i ended up using and i was going to try to create the app with uh, with unity but it was a, it was just too difficult for me um, and they have their own proprietary software or it's not really proprietary but they use a software called esri which is specifically for um, their mapping um, and so Esri had a, a software, it was uh, called City Engine, that I was able to use um, in order to create the, ex- the virtual reality experience um, because they had their own software that basically uh, made it very easy um, and it was very low code um, uh, that created these procedural buildings, um, you know, using mapping. Uh, you, you, you put a latitude and longitude and then it created um, the, the buildings for the campus. So, you know, after I figured that out, then I was like, okay. Um, at the same time, I was trying to think what I wanted to do for my own project for the summer research, for the summer research, uh, research grant, because I had to put on an exhibition for school. And so I quickly was like, okay. Uh, let's pivot and look into augmented reality and see what happens. Um, and so when I started researching augmented reality, that's when, um, there were, there were, I I won't say a lot, but there were more no code solutions as opposed to virtual reality. And, um, I had, there was many, (laughs) Uh, I probably went through, I don't know, a dozen or so different websites and softwares. Some of them were very clunky, right? It's still very new. Um, uh, one of them was eighth wall. Uh, that was a great, uh, an incredible, um, solution. However, they were mainly, it, it was all code based. Um, and so I did sample a bunch of experiences and it was really, really fun and powerful. Um, but I wasn't able to use it because again, that was one of the obstacles. Um, and I had tried, I tried to learn and get into coding. It's just that my brain does not, it does not function that way. Mad props to y'all developers and coders out there. Um, however, now I am getting more into unity and, um, I'm using a, a few different plugins that help for visual, um, uh, coding visual studio or not. What is it called? I using playmaker. Um, it's a visual scripting plugin. And so anyway, Not to get too technical because I know that a lot of you listening may not (laughs) uh, be as technically savvy and that's completely okay. Um, I have not always been technically savvy. It's just been a matter of I'm very curious. And so if I have a question or if I'm trying to figure out how something works, I will go and research and, and, you know, read forums and, and posts and reddits and find the information by any means necessary. And so anyway, um, you know, I I went through a bunch of different uh, augmented reality uh, softwares and websites, and then I found one called MyWebAR, which is a tremendous solution. If you've considered using augmented reality for your business or your brand, or you've just been curious to see if you can make something yourself, MyWebAR.com, it's a great service. Um, Most of these services, I will say, they aren't free. Um, and so my web AR is one of them. They do offer, I think it's a 30 day free trial. And then afterwards it's like $40 a month. So, you know, some of, again, it's very early. Um, and, uh, anything that is free, I wouldn't really recommend it cause it's just not great. 
Um, but if you, if you're looking at trying it, it's a great solution. Um, if you're interested again in, in develop anything yourself, but, um, if you're just wanting to try it, then, uh, there's a lot of different apps for that as well. And, um, I'm actually, so currently what I'm working on is, uh, this is going back to Niantic. Um, I'm on winter break and I have been itching to get into a new project. Um, and, and just to kind of go back to the summer research grant, I did end up putting something together using my web AR. And what I did was I created this kind of narrative, um, kind of like a choose your own ending, but not really. It wasn't a choose your own ending. Uh, but basically it used some NFTs that I'm a part of and a character that I have, his name is sketch. And it, it takes you through this story where there are different, um, elements, which are the NFTs that kind of take you through the metaverse. He is in search of the sorcerer and he has to go through the metaverse and he encounters these different NFTs to basically find the sorcerer. And it was really, it was really unique. And, um, and it wasn't all figured out, you know, because I had, uh, I had been figuring out the software and, and doing all of the research over the summer, but it wasn't until the week of the exhibition that I, I could, because I had to put it together within the physical space. So I didn't really have that long to come up with something. And I had to like put it all together, I think in a in like a week. Um, and so I did. Um, and there's a post on my Instagram where you can kind of see me walking through the entire experience, but yeah, it uses, um, V friends, NFTs, uh, deadheads, bio pills. Uh, and it's just this cute little, um, uh, walkthrough of him encountering these different things. And eventually he finds the flame of purpose, which is what he is in search of, um, that is given to him from the sorcerer, but he doesn't quite find the sorcerer. The sorcerer is gone. And so anyway, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun little experience, but I did use my web AR and also I used lens studio, which is, um, what Snapchat uses. Um, and it's a great software as well. If you're looking to get into more AR development, that is a free, uh, that is free software. It's a little bit more, um, user intensive, like you do have to have some experience with maybe Maya or After Effects or Nuke or, you know, uh, have animation experience, modeling experience. So it's a little bit more, um, advanced, but it's definitely something that is available if you are interested in diving deeper into, um, developing AR, uh, filters and, and different experiences. Um, and so anyway, uh, you know, did that. That was great. Um, and I've continuously been just, you know, trying different things with augmented reality. Another one is Artivive. Um, Artivive, I think, yeah, I believe Artivive is a free app also. Um, but you do have to have the app in order to experience things, but basically it is an, uh, it's an, a target based, um, application where you have an image And the image is your anchor. So basically if there's a poster on the wall or a sticker, um, then that sticker 
someone can uh, hover their camera over it and then the augmented reality experience is launched. So wherever you are in the world, let's say there's a poster of, I don't know, the Mona Lisa, right? Um, then you can create an, an AR experience where if someone scans it within the Art of Ive app, that experience comes to life. Um, so that was, a, that was another application that is also, I believe it's free um, and it's really, really cool if you wanna try something like that as well. Um, but so getting to where I'm at now, um, I am currently, uh, developing an experience for the winter challenge that has been put together by Niantic. And if you're not familiar, Niantic is the company that developed Pokemon Go, which is, as you know, the phenomenon that <laughs> took place a couple years ago. Um, and everyone was out catching Pokemon, like, uh, but personally, again, I'm as much as I love Pokemon as a kid and I had the Game Boy game, I collected all the cards, like I've, I loved, I watched the show, I loved Pokemon. Uh, but, you know, I, I, now as an adult, it was just like, well, I don't, I don't see the benefit of going out and catching Pokemon. Like I couldn't, but I did, I did, I did understand the benefit of, whoa, wait a minute, people are going outside. This is amazing. Like people are actually walking outside of their house. And, you know, like how many steps are people walking? And like the fact that people are actually, some people are losing weight doing it, um, which is amazing. Or going out into their local community and visiting places that they would have never visited before and meeting up with people and, and making new friends. And so that was really exciting to me. Um, and I could see the benefit. And so, you know, I'm the type of person where I don't want to spend time doing something if it's not going to benefit me, right? And I, I got to get some sort of, uh, I have to get some sort of stimulation out of it. So if I'm reading a book, cool, I'm reading a book to learn something, or maybe it's just to, to I love fantasy. Um, but again, like what I get out of fantasy is like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, oh, what, what great storytelling or, you know, so I, if I'm doing something, I feel like, I don't want to waste my time. And for a long time, I've thought that games is a waste of time, but I'm, I'm, that's further from the truth because the gaming industry is bigger than the movie industry and the sports industry put together. I mean, it's crazy how big games have gotten. And now we have, you know, there's professional esports, and there's, there's YouTubers and streamers. And like, I totally get that. And I have, like, I, I understand the concept but um, so tying this into what's happening now with Niantic and the Winter Challenge um, and, and their software that they're allowing developers to use, which is incredible. And if you haven't already, I have um, some posts on my Instagram and, and TikTok um, where I'm using their software and testing out their features. Um, and it's, it's so powerful. You know, they have... Um, meshing that is, is real time meshing that can, uh, scan your physical environment and it's able to distinguish what is physically there that, um, allows an, an, an amount of immersion that has not existed in, in augmented reality before, because so, you know, if you're in a room, for instance, I'm in my room right now. And if I have a 3d object, 
using their meshing, it can see where my, my, um, my bed is, where my table is, where my dresser is. And, um, I can throw a ball and the ball will react to those things. And it, it feels like it's really here. Um, and, and there's also, uh, occlusion, which basically is if I, you know, put my hand in front of this 3d asset, my hand will, the, the object will be obscured by my hand, which would be occlusion and, or vice versa. If, uh, I stick my hand behind the ball, the ball will be in front of my hand, right? And that's what we, that's what you would normally see. That's what you would expect to see in the real world. And they've been able to do that with their technology, um, which is very difficult and not, there's, there's a lot of pe- uh, other software that does not do that. Um, and that's just one of their features. There's, there's also sem- semantic segmentation. Um, and that, that gets really technical and I'll, I will dive deeper into that. Um, because again, I'm, I'm experimenting, uh, with the software, um, and, uh, attempting to create this application, um, by the 19th of January, which is their new deadline that was changed from the fifth. That was, I'm sorry, the sixth, was it the fifth? I think it was the fifth or the sixth. Maybe it was the sixth. That was the original deadline, but they changed it, um, for COVID there, there's, you know, with the new, um, uh, surge in, in COVID. And so they were able to, uh, make that accommodation, um, uh, for the community. Uh, so now the deadline is on the 19th and, um, I have been researching more and more into, um, the technology. And also this brings to, to, um, light crypto and what's going on with blockchain gaming and how that's completely changing, um, the entire way in which we have, uh, known gaming since it's an inception. Right. And so, you know, at first games, everyone said that they were going to be a waste of time. Right. Especially when I was a kid growing up, that that was the general consensus is, Oh, why are you spending your time doing this? It's a waste. And then we have gotten to a place where it's like, Oh wow. People are actually making money gaming, right? People can even form, these fantasy football leagues and, uh, all these competitions that are going on and streamers. I mean, there's people making millions of dollars in gaming. And now you have, um, companies like Fortnite and Roblox and Fortnite is actually, um, a great example of, uh, to explain kind of NFTs in, in, we'll go into it just a little bit. Um, but Fortnite has introduced skins where, you know, people are now buying digital goods, these skins that can only be used in this game, right? So people are spending money on digital assets that can only be used within this game. And they, you know, it's kind of been going on too with like Farmville. I never played the game, but there were people that were spending money uh, you know, with these digital goods and maybe also I think, um, what is it? Um, animal crossing. That's another game. I'm not sure if you spend money in, in, or, in it or not, but the point is that what NFTs are, are they are digital assets that you can now own. And that's never existed before, right? Whenever you spent money in a game, you bought that, 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 um, digital asset 
but you didn't actually own it. You just spent the money on it. So for instance, um, within Fortnite, if you bought a skin, you, you purchase that skin, but you can't resell it, right? So you've spent money in this game, but you can't actually make money from it. And now with NFTs, they have enabled us to do that because of the blockchain, because you can now verify that you are the owner and it's verified as a transaction because the blockchain is just a digital ledger. And I'm not going to get super deep in this um, episode, but for now, that's all you have to know, right? Because there's, I think what's happening, um, talking about NFTs and talking about cryptocurrency and the blockchain, there's a lot of over information, right? We are over explaining what it is. And it's just like the internet. If you would have tried to explain the internet to your past self, um, and tried to, or, or, or even in the beginning, right? Like what is, uh, uh, the, what is the IP address? What is the internet protocol? What is VPN? What, what are all of these things? You don't need to know all of that. That's too much. All you need to know is don't worry about what it is. Worry about what it can do. That's really what the most important aspect of this technology, right? Just like a lot of us don't understand where money comes from. We don't, we don't know how it works. We just know what it can do for us, right? Uh, and there's a lot of uh, information. We won't, we definitely won't get into it with this um, episode, but Um, there's just so many intricacies that we don't need to know, but but what you do need to know is what is possible. What is the potential? And so what NFTs are and what crypto and, and the blockchain is, it's just, it's basically like the new internet, right? Just how, what the internet was to us back in the nineties. That is exactly what's happening with the blockchain, just like social media. Social media was something that no one really understood. We had no idea what Facebook would become, right? And now everyone has a Facebook, or at least most people started there, right? Most people, or some of us started with MySpace, but almost everyone now has some sort of social media account. And it doesn't matter what country you're from, you know, and obviously not, there's, there, there is, so many people that don't even have access to the internet. So we are very lucky. And I should, I should rephrase that. Like most of us that have the access do have some sort of social media account. Um, and, but before we, we would have never expected what it would become. Um, and to try to explain that again to our past selves, it would have gone right over our heads. So, you know, NFTs and the blockchain, again, it's just, it's just a new version of the internet, but it is far more expansive and far more freedom. And just like the internet enabled people to create careers that you would have never imagined. And now people are working from home. Now people are YouTubers. Now people make money in ways that weren't possible. Um, that's what what NFTs and the blockchain will enable. And one of those, okay, I'm not, again, we're not going to get super deep, but one of those is blockchain gaming. And it is, um, something that I, I again, I, I just, it makes sense, but I wouldn't have expected. Um, and it is called, it's play to earn. And so what's happening right now is, so again, people have spent 
countless hours playing games. And one of the reasons that I never got into it was because I'm like, okay, you're spending all this time playing a game, but what are you getting out of it? And of course, there are so many things that you do. I actually wrote a paper on this. Uh, you know, it helps with focus and uh, motivation and, and cognition. There's a, there's a lot that goes into that. But again, you're not getting any kind of financial uh, benefit. Um, but now that's changed. Uh, and it's changed specifically with play to earn on the blockchain uh, and for blockchain gaming. And so what that means is people are now able to make a profit from playing these blockchain games because they are being rewarded with either a in-game token, which is basically a native digital currency within the game. So if you think about like, let's, let's just break it down basic. Let's go back to Mario. Let's go back to Sonic. Remember the coins that we used to collect, right? That meant nothing <laughs> other than what in the game. Um, uh, so now let's just think and consider that those, and I'm, I'm talking to people from my era, <laughs> from the nineties and the two thousands. Um, now obviously in games, uh, if you collect digital currencies, you can buy things from the, you know, the uh, internal marketplace and you can buy skins and weapons and land and all that stuff. But before, um, you know, you'd collect these coins, but you couldn't do anything with it. You couldn't buy anything. You couldn't, you know, buy a cup of coffee or, or, or even, uh, use it for subscription service or, or anything like that. Right. And so now with blockchain gaming, that's actually possible because when you, um, earn rewards and you earn this, this digital currency, this cryptocurrency, um, what these games are using are tokens that are part of a larger blockchain. And so what that means is that these native tokens are built on top of like the Ethereum blockchain or the Bitcoin blockchain. And so, um, you might hear of something called altcoins. And if you haven't heard of them, it's basically, um, exactly what I just mentioned. They are coins that are used, um, and I'll just use gaming as an example, uh, as a native token within a specific application that is on the blockchain. And so let's just say I have a game, uh, which actually is something that I'm working on. Let's just say I have a blockchain game and I have a token within that game that is only, that you can only earn in that game, but that token can then be traded. Think of this as if you're trading the dollar for the euro, right? This token can now be traded for a cryptocurrency like Ethereum or like Bitcoin that actually has um, uh, real world value. And then Ethereum or Bitcoin can then be traded for US dollars. And then US dollars or whatever country you're in, right? That's the beauty of cryptocurrency is that crypto can be traded in whatever native currency you have or you are from. So if you you can trade Bitcoin for euros, you can trade Bitcoin for pesos, you can trade, it doesn't matter. In whatever country you're in, it can be, it can be traded or it could just be used as that as Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? Because you can buy things with these uh, digital currencies. And so 
now people can play these games, these bit, uh, these blockchain games and earn money. And there's actually people that are making a side income doing this. There are people from like the Philippines and, and from these, these, um, countries that don't have, um, a lot of the access that we do. And these, uh, individuals are making their living, right? They're, they're making an, a living income off of these games. And this technology is changing the way in which, again, like social media did changing the way in which people can earn and, um, especially doing something that you enjoy. Um, and I think that that is amazing. This creates so much more, a wealth distribution, uh, it creates so much more time and freedom, right? Without the constraints of, you know, having to go to a job that you hate. And, you know, we won't jump down that rabbit hole right now because that will be a much longer episode. And this one, it, we're going in for almost 40 minutes now. And this is the longest episode thus far. Um, but I say all of this to say um, that this is something that I'm, I'm more interested in. Um, I had a concept, uh, and I talked about it before in, in one of the other episodes, uh, called learn. And, um, I think that incorporating these kind of mechanics, um, uh, into the idea that I actually had for learn, it, it opens up so many doors. And for anyone else that has had any kind of, uh, uh, ideas or concepts for creating something that, could actually render real, uh, profits and, and, and real rewards, um, and real benefits. Right. And not even, um, it doesn't have to be specifically for, um, earning money by playing a game. You can think about gamifying things that would have otherwise been very b- mundane, right? Like I play, there's a game that I'm using, um, that is a habit tracker that is basically a to-do list, but it turns it into this fantastical quest. And I'm, you know, this character that is walking through, you know, this world and I can fight little monsters if I want to. Uh, but mainly I just use it because like there's scrolls and potions and weapons and I can, so it just makes, it makes something that was kind of boring and, and, disinteresting into something fun and engaging. And so, um, uh, I actually have, uh, I found an app that is specifically for mobile users because one of the, so as I, as I've been doing my research, one of the limitations that I've seen so far is that a lot of these play to earn games are desktop only. Um, and so, you know, you have to be in front of the PC, uh, and, uh, you know, playing this game, within this world. And for me, I, that's not what I want to do, right? I want a game more like Pokemon Go, more like, oh, I can play this and go somewhere because that's really what attracted to me to Pokemon Go in the first place was, oh, I see, I see the concept, but the fact that you can do it outdoors, that's cool because there's so much potential there. Think about your communities. Think about how many places that people have never been before. Think about the small businesses that could use more foot traffic. There's so much potential here. And, um, 
that's actually my idea. That's, that's what I'm working towards with using, um, light ships or, uh, Niantic's, um, software, which is called Lightship. Um, I, I want to create an app that gets people out, gets people into the community and, it's something that I want to use personally, like, because there's, you know, I spend so much time behind a computer. I want to have that moment where I can just go out and and have fun and, and discover something new. And Hey, maybe I can make some, I can get a reward for it. Right. I can make some, some money off of it. It won't be a lot, who knows, but still something that, that, um, that at least, it compensates me for my time, right? Or I get something beneficial out of it. And even just the fact of getting out of the house and being active is, is reward enough. Um, and so I, the, this episode, I mainly wanted to just kind of dive into talking about VR and AR. Um, but this is what I'm working on right now. So this is kind of, again, just documenting my journey. Um, I have a lot of ideas for what I want to create and, um, you know, the potential for this technology is just, it, it blows my mind. Um, and there's actually an app. So if you've been listening this long, thank you for listening. And because you have, I am going to give you this golden nugget where you can actually play this game right now and earn crypto actually right now. Um, it's called uh, Coin Hunt World. And I found this game the other day as I was doing my research, and it is one of the very few play to earn games that is available on mobile. And not only is it available on mobile, but you can actually make, well, I mean, play to earn, you can make money from it. But the really interesting part about this game is that um, on many of the other play to earn games that I've uh, looked into, they all have their, again, their native token. And so a lot of times, you know, using native tokens, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more tedious because you have to trade that token for, you know, uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever token you want to trade it for. And then you have to trade that for fiat. And so it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more of a process, but with this game, you get paid out in Bitcoin and Ethereum directly, right? It is not uh, a separate token. Um, and so I've actually been playing the game, uh, not that long. Uh, I only went out the other day and, um, there, so unlike Pokemon go, there wasn't the way, hold on, let me explain how it works. So it's similar to Pokemon go. The difference is you are collecting keys. Um, and you, when you find these keys, these keys can actually open these, uh, vaults. And when you open the vault, it's really interesting because you don't just get the crypto for opening the vault. There's actually more to it. You actually have to answer a trivia question. And then if you get the trivia question right, then that is when you get rewarded. Now that, that is just the very basics of the game because there's many more nuances to it. There are various coins. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not coins. There are various keys and depending on the color of the key, um, you can get a higher reward, uh, because it is more rare. Um, and so I actually wasn't, and wasn't able to play that much because I'm in Clarksville, Tennessee, 
and it's a smaller city and we don't have, uh, in, at least in my immediate neighborhood, there's nothing like there's nothing around me. Uh, and so I actually had to go out into, you know, uh, into not town, but I had to go to the stores and where it's a little bit more traffic and you had to go to like, like the parking lots. And that was a little bit too, like, again, I'm, I'm trying to do other things. Uh, and so I am going to try it out more in the coming days. Um, because I want to test out, okay, how long does it take for me to, you know, uh, find these keys to, to, to make any substantial profits and how does that entire process work? Um, but it is a, um, it's an option right now. So it's something that you can download again. It's called coin hunt world. I'm going to leave it in the show notes. Um, and if you're in a larger city, then you'll have much more opportunities than I do. Um, but I will also make this disclaimer that it's not available everywhere. Um, it's not available in every country. Uh, I, I'll also have a link to where it has like, you know, where it is available. Um, but they do have a discord. Um, thankfully a lot of, uh, projects nowadays, um, they have discord groups that you can ask questions and, and speak directly to the developers and the community. And they're really fantastic. Um, all of my questions have been answered. Um, but this does prove kind of, um, the idea that, uh, that I had for, um, you know, creating an app that allows you to, to go out, um, in the community, um, and where you can actually make uh, real world money, um, that you can turn around and, and use on whatever you want. Right. Um, and so, um, we covered a lot. We covered a lot, uh, in this episode and I hope I did not overwhelm you. Um, but I just wanted to share, um, again, what it is that I am currently working on, um, the things that I've, uh, kind of found along the way and different resources, um, that could hopefully, you know, um, have you testing out VR? Maybe you've been interested in, in trying it out. I completely, completely 150% encourage anyone to try it themselves. Um, personally, again, I got the Oculus Quest 2. That's my personal preference, but there are plenty of others out there. Um, I, I mainly use it to work out. Uh, and then of course there's augmented reality. Augmented reality, in my opinion, is much more accessible, um, because we, most of us, um, most, most of us have, um, phones and we have access to, you know, these cameras that enable us to use augmented reality. Virtual reality obviously has many more limitations because of the lack of access to headsets and the cost and and the point, I mean, uh, the price point and, and all of those things. Um, and then, you know, the, the different, uh, applications that you can use right now, if you want to build your own AR app. So there's, um, my web AR, which is an incredible solution. Again, there is the 30 day free trial, but you also have, um, the $40 after that, um, a, a monthly fee. Uh, and then there is art of Ive, which is specifically for, you know, portraits and pictures and artwork and things of that nature. Um, there's also eighth wall. If you are a coder and you want to work with AR, um, I think there's also a monthly fee for that as well. Um, and then there's solutions like lens studio, right? Lens studio is completely free and you can use Snapchat. 
um, or it, it specifically for Snapchat. Uh, there's also Spark AR. Spark AR is for um, Instagram and Facebook, um, which is also free. Um, and, and then, you know, play to earn. I think play to earn is such an incredible concept right now. It, it completely like blows my mind. Um, and these are all opportunities that not only people that want to, you know, play these games and, and earn, uh, uh, some sort of income from them or just to play it for fun. But there's also a tremendous amount of opportunity for artists, right? If you are an animator, if you are a modeler, if you are, um, a developer or a creator in any sense, if you're a storyteller, there's an immense amount of opportunity for all of you right now, especially with the metaverse. Everyone is talking about the metaverse right now, right? And it is, it is the perfect time to at least educate yourself, try it out, right? If you are curious, lean into your curiosity. Like if there's nothing else that you get out of this episode of this podcast, please, please lean. Let's all like, remember when we were kids and we would just do things because we were curious and because it was fun. Like I, that's, I truly believe in that. Like I have completely embraced my inner child. That's what sketch my, my pencil character. That's what he represents to me. And I allow myself to indulge. Um, and, and it's never led me astray. I always lean into my curiosity. Um, and it's, it's opened so many doors for me. So if anything, just lean into it, um, and try new things and don't be, don't be afraid. Um, it's okay. It's okay to not understand how this stuff works. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be skeptical, right? Um, but just don't be closed-minded. Always try to be at least open-minded enough to, um, to learn, right? So with that, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a long one. Um, and you know, I will have all of the resources in the show notes, um, and let me know your comments. If you want to hear me talk about something more in depth, if you want to hear me talk about something more uh, or something else, uh, or a question, leave me a comment, um, you know, here, if you are listening on Spotify, um, I would uh, really, if you have a, a, a review, I would appreciate any kind of reviews. Um, or you could reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. If you are using anchor, you can actually, I think you can leave like an audio comment or something like that. Um, whichever way works for you. I, I so appreciate your time because I know how valuable time is very, very valuable to me. Um, and that's why I prefer like a podcast because you can kind of like play it as you're doing something else. So you're maybe not fully listening and engaged. You don't have to watch a video or anything. Um, maybe you're listening to this driving, maybe you're working out, who knows, maybe you're, maybe you're playing Pokemon Go. I don't know. Um, but I really, really appreciate, um, you tuning in and I hope you got some value for this and I will see you on the next one.